Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Tomorrow's MSP podcast, the voice of the medical services profession, where medical services professionals and industry experts contribute their voices about popular topics, including the impacts of artificial intelligence, MSP core competencies, department advocacy, leadership, and more. I'm your host, Lauren Leacoris, content editor for NAMS. On this episode, I speak with Nyleen Flores, administrator with Total Surgery Center in Naples, Florida, about her unique journey as an MSP, her career achievements, and her profound advocacy for the medical services profession. So Nyleen, thank you so much for being part of the Tomorrow's MSP podcast. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you for asking. Excellent. So excited for our conversation. And to start us off, how did you personally get your start in healthcare? Well, thank you for the opportunity to share my crazy story here with you and with all of our NAMS listeners. It's actually a really funny story. I went to college to actually be a French teacher and had really high hopes in education. I received my certification and I had passed my praxis exam and was all ready to start when my plans were interrupted because I actually came to Florida to visit my mom on vacation. And she introduced me to the man that I was going to marry. This happened in the middle of the economic crash in 2008. And I had no idea how bad it was in Florida and how bad it was to find work. So the default was get a job in healthcare and get a job pretty much anywhere that you can. My mom happened to work at a local hospital and her manager said, well, If she knows customer service, she can at least learn and treat patients well while they're checking in for a procedure at the hospital. So I got a job in registration at the hospital. Wow. So you made quite a dramatic leap from French teacher into healthcare. So given that that was a pretty dramatic change, what parts did you immediately enjoy about that transition? Well, I absolutely loved the fast-paced environment. I loved that I needed to have an attention to detail because at registration, we need to make sure that all the information for the patient is entered correctly, and we needed to verify those insurances. So I began learning all about insurances, the types of insurances, the plans, and the types of doctors that were working at the hospital. I started learning about what their initials meant that they had after their name, the different types of practitioners. And I started learning about healthcare lingo. I started learning things like NPI, OIG, GSA, SAM, what verifications of those were. And I started to learn about how the system worked how healthcare worked. And I started learning about the different departments in the hospital. I started learning how they all interconnected with each other. I was fortunate enough to be asked to then lead a project with the lab department. And this gave me the opportunity to start learning about labs and pathology. While I was on this project, I helped someone that happened to be a patient of a physician who was moving to the third floor and wanted to open up his own practice. He had heard about me and he heard that I was diligent and that I spoke several languages and I was willing to help patients. So one day I got a call on my extension and he asked me if I wanted to open up his office with him. And to be honest with you, 
I was getting married. I had no money and I had no idea what I was doing. I probably worked in healthcare for all of about three months, but I said, sure, why not? I could figure it out. So you weren't nervous at all. I mean, that's, that's a pretty hefty load to take on, especially when you have like a lot of big life changes happening on top of a career change. So how did you feel taking all that on right away? Well, of course I was nervous, but I was actually really excited. I was excited to start something new. And honestly, I had no idea what I was getting into, but I knew that it could lead to great things. And this is where my introduction to credentialing began, because all of a sudden this doctor says, Hey, I need to make sure I have privileges at the hospitals. I need to get enrolled with insurance plans and I need to start making money. And I said, sure, I'll start making some phone calls. So I started investigating. I started Googling, started calling everyone I knew and started learning about payer credentialing, provider enrollment. But most importantly, I got introduced to the medical staff department of the hospital. I helped the physician with his acute dialysis services company, where we had a team of nurses that would provide the dialysis for inpatients. So I got to learn about opening an entire new company and coordinating coverage for nurses at different facilities. I learned about patient care. I learned about billing. I learned about charging. I learned about invoicing. And most importantly, having to deal with administration. So Eileen, how did you then decide that you wanted to take the next step and get certified? Well, I was with that physician for about nine years and there was nowhere to go. I had seen a lot of patients get sick and pass away, and it was really difficult to be so close to patients and watch them decline. And I was ready to grow in my career. One day, I went to return the reappointment application to administration, and I looked at the director's nameplate, the director of medical staff services. And so I asked the secretary, what is that? And she says, oh, well, you know, that's CPCS. And I said, and what is that? And she says, oh, well, that's the certification through NAMS. And I said, well, what is that? And she says, oh, it's the National Association for Medical Staff Services. I looked at her and said, you know what? One day I'm going to get that. And she said, you know, you can do it. And I said, great. So she started explaining to me a little bit about it. And she said, I'm sure that you can get it. And she said, don't be like me. Don't do this for 15 years and never get certified. I said, okay. So I said, this is my opportunity. The first thing I did was go on NAMS website and look what the criteria was. I met the qualifications for the CPCS exam. So I applied. I bought all the materials I could find. I started studying and I signed up for the exam, the next available that I had. I quickly applied for an open position at the other healthcare facility in town, which I knew had availability. A month went by and nothing happened. So I followed up with an email and I called the department. Finally, I was able to get an interview. The interview, well, it was okay, but it didn't really go that well, to be honest. I was terrified. The interview was in the boardroom. I had never sat in a boardroom. In any case, I'd explained that I was going to sit for the exam in the upcoming month and I had promised that I would be certified and that I would be amazing. Time came back, a couple weeks went by again. The director came back and said, 
well, you know, you really haven't worked in a hospital, so I can't count that as experience. And I said, well, please, but you really don't know my determination, desire, and will. I have run three practices, and I know the entire community, and I know how to work with doctors. So she thought about it for a little and said, well, I can give you the front desk job. And I said, okay. I took it. I took it so that I can get in the department, learn more, pay my dues. And I even took a pay cut to be able to get that position. And this was my transition into the medical staff office setting. A month later, I had studied a lot harder than I had ever studied in my life. I had put in as many hours as I could possibly put in. And I sat for my CPCS exam and I passed on my first try. The day I got back from my exam, I was promoted to the credentialing coordinator position. And the director had told me she was impressed with all the effort that I had put in, all the initiative that I had put in the time to learn and study and memorize and just go above and beyond what was expected of me. My previous experience had helped me with this because I knew all the office managers. I knew the town. I knew everyone in the community on a practical level. And everyone knows that in order to get to a doctor, you got to get to the office staff. So I was able to get things done and begin to build a relationship now, not only with the offices, but with the physicians. And my director noticed that. She noticed my passion, my dedication, and she quickly learned to love and appreciate the love that I was gaining for the profession. And she took that and fed my strengths. She empowered me and she mentored me, which was invaluable. So she gave me more responsibility and she told me to pilot a transition from paper credentialing to online credentialing. And I was able to build the online application for the healthcare facility. And I was in charge of rolling it out to the physicians. Two years after that, I got promoted to the medical staff coordinator role. And that gave me more experience with the leadership team and hands-on with the doctors. So then how did you get into the ambulatory surgery center world from the hospital? Great question. Well, I continuously kept working hard and assisting every doctor that came to my office with whatever they needed. I also continued to work on myself and I went and obtained my CPMSM certification. So there had been some turnover at the hospital and things weren't going so well with our C-suite. We had a big C-suite change and I ended up being the only person left in my department. It was very, very stressful. And I was informed that my old chair of surgery was looking for an administrator at his surgery center across the street. So I texted him and I said, hey, remember me? I had heard you were looking for someone that needed help. And he said, oh, yes. Sure. When can you start? Just like that. Yep. Just like that. What I found interesting is that my foundation of the years that he had served as chair and I was the medical staff coordinator and had served as the support for the credentials committee and the MEC and assisting him with handling certain situations that had happened in the Department of Surgery, particularly had allowed that relationship to help him see and value my role, not only as an MSP, 
but as someone to whom he could just hand over the keys of his surgery center. So how did being an MSP, would you say, help you navigate the challenges and then that transition into this new role? Well, I started at the surgery center. And the day after I started, he comes up to me and says, oh, yes, by the way, I need you to get the center ready for AAAHC. They're coming in a month for an inspection. And I said, what kind of inspection? He says, oh, you know, the triannual inspection. I was like, oh, the big one. Great. (laughs) So I spent probably five days reading every single page of the AAAHC manual and everything that had been sent to them for review prior to the survey. I had to audit and get every single file ready. I had to work with the risk manager to ensure that all of our peer review was on point, all of our policies were good, and all of our required reporting had been completed. And I made sure, number one, that all my minutes were in order. Luckily, we passed the survey. And the most prideful moment for me was when the surveyor gave us our post-exit conversation. He said, you know, these were the neatest credentialing files I have ever seen. I kind of giggled to myself. But then, not even a month later, we had a situation develop with one of our surgeons. The surgeon did something not very nice towards a nurse. And I knew how to handle it. I think that at that point, The surgeon who hired me had the biggest light bulb moment and said, oh my goodness, this is truly a valuable experience. I've been able to put it all together. Understanding from a registration and insurance point of view, front desk to payer contracting, then looking at the MSP perspective and making sure that we have a safe running OR with competent physicians and being able to put all of that together in one bundle I was able to highlight my previous medical experience and bring it to light and make it shine through what I had learned as being an MSP. So why do you think it's important for MSPs to advocate for themselves within their respective healthcare systems? Well, I can't say this enough. MSPs are the gatekeepers of patient safety. I know we say this phrase a lot. However, it is truly, truly valuable to any healthcare entity. Because I knew what to do and how to handle the situation, that surgeon no longer came to my surgery center and I was able to retain staff, supplement with another physician that does treat the staff like gold, and in the process, make the surgery twice as profitable. So the cost of a disruptive physician or the cost of a physician that does not meet quality standards will cost any organization a whole lot more than the salary of any MSP. MSPs are professionals. We are experts in our field and we love patients. We admire what the healthcare professionals do and we help enhance what they do at the hospital. We help enhance the patient experience at the hospital. And that is a lot of power. The physicians and administrators that can really understand that can use that to be successful. We showcase this as MSPs by advocating for ourselves and showcasing what we do by always doing a good job. No matter what role we hold in the medical staff office or in the payer credentialing office or a surgery center.
Nyleen, what sort of takeaways can you provide to a new MSP or even a seasoned MSP when it comes to career growth opportunities? Every position I've had in healthcare has prepared me for the next one. I have always strived to be the best at whatever position I had or of any job I was required to do. And I always leaned on those with more experience and asked for help. And I was asked to understand. I asked to understand why. I asked questions and always hungered for more knowledge, more challenges, and more growth. I would highly suggest working on yourself, studying, reading, and definitely obtain your certifications. I would promote yourself. I would work and push yourself. Knowledge is not something that is infused by osmosis. It is gained through your hard work. And for those of us that have been fortunate to have amazing mentors throughout our career, we want to make sure we are then mentors to others and we help others grow as well. Our attention to detail, our ability to think outside of the box, and our passion for patient safety is what we all have in common. And with all of those people in charge making sure of this entire healthcare package, you know that our parents, our children, and us are going to always have the best physicians available at our healthcare institutions. The truth is the possibilities are endless for MSPs. You have to believe in yourself. You have to promote others and you have to get involved. Amazing. Well, Nyleen, thank you so much for being part of this episode of the Tomorrow's MSP podcast. What a great conversation. So many amazing points that you raised that I know will resonate with our fellow MSPs. So thank you again for your time. And I can't wait to share this episode with the NAMS community. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And I love working with names. I'd like to extend a special thanks to Nyleen Flores for joining me on this episode. Thank you for listening to the Tomorrow's MSP podcast, the voice of the medical services profession. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in to the next episode to stay up to date on the latest news and insights. Read more in-depth articles on trending topics by visiting us at namsgateway.org. Until next time.